live after some more technical difficulties. We're gonna. This was just kind of in between season one and season two. We decided to do this random uh, YouTube live slash slash turn it into a podcast just because we're so excited for football. This you know coming up. We got uh, we've got uh, NFL training camp going. We've got college football practice starting up. We got games coming up. Uh, we've got all all teams will have a preseason game this week. We're basically there, guys. We uh. We've 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 made it through the worst months of the year, I guess. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, whenever we officially start season two of our stuff, I uh, will have the technical difficulties worked out. But now here we are live. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I, I'm hoping so, dude. I would say it's it, we got through the boring parts of baseball again. I would say it's uh, you, you know, I, I'm I'm just honestly I'm ready to just get back into the football talk since we've already gone over it once. <laughs> Well, yes, we over. Yeah, um, we've we've talked about this before. Um, Clark and I aren't the biggest college football people. Um, I mean, I enjoy the heck out of it, but I, I don't dig in you know in as deep as I do with NFL stuff. Um, so with uh, our typical host Trent here, and uh, and uh, I'm Joey not with us. Who they're both more college football people than us. Um. Uh, you want to lead the way there, Bryant? Yeah, sure. I would say just with I would say college football. I mean, the really kind of the big thing. There's been a lot. We just had preseason the first week come through, um, and then we just had the coaches' polls come out on Monday. Which, to be honest, normally who would give a shit? But there's a, a few things that came of it. So I mean, the the, uh, the first top twenty five came out way too early. I mean, it's the usual suspects for. Uh... <laughs> Look at that baby. Yeah, we got our fourth co-host now. Finally, my uh, my baby's gone tonight, so microphone. I can't. I can't. Throw oh, she is into it. You're gonna yeah, say hi. I've yeah. been screaming upstairs. Come on. <laughs> She's been screaming. Bama's overrated the whole time, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I think she said Texas sucks. I think that's what she said. <laughs> well, don't you worry. Well, uh, that. Yeah, that's a that's a little spoiler coming forward here, a little hint of what's to come. Oh yeah, but uh, I'd say top top twenty five right. came out. It's it's kind of the usual suspects for the top five: Bama one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Notre Dame five. Um, just for our hometown teams, Iowa just missed the cut. They're at twenty six with two hundred forty eight uh, votes. Um, LSU is at thirty at at hundred at hundred forty three votes. And Iowa State was just outside at number 46 with three votes. So just outside the cusp. You know, everyone does their top 45, I hear, around this time of year. So, <laughs> Yes. Well, that's did, when you uh, get the real teams in there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. did, uh, did Matt Campbell at least vote Iowa State as a one seed, a number one ranking? I mean. Uh, n- not quite. You, not- you know, he, he he's a humble man. He's, he knows he's got to earn it. So. Actually, I don't even know if he has a vote in the more. I, the the not every coach votes in this in this coaches poll. I'd like to get a list on who it was for our for our ne- next subject there. I mean, honestly, before we jump to that, any uh, I guess any comments on the top uh, five here? Are you guys good with it? Any, Did, any thoughts? I guess good question there. Did you say if Iowa State got any votes or not? Three, three. So. You know that that's crazy to me because they didn't they didn't meet their expectations last mm-hmm. year. Um, 
is are they that concerned that Brees Hall is gone and and who was their quarterback? Was it Brock or is, was that yeah. Iowa? Mr. Irrelevant yeah. Brock Purdy, thank you very much. Yes. Oh yeah, I need to get that title going. I'm sorry. Um, um was is is losing those two guys that huge that people are you know the on the sell Iowa State side of things? Um, is uh is Matt Campbell no longer the bell of the ball because this guy was supposed to be coaching five different teams going into this season? <laughs> Yeah, those have definitely cooled off. I think some of it is also, you know, it also probably, to be really honest, got blown out of proportion how many teams were interested. You know, who knows if maybe he was even, you know, leveraging that because he, he's his own agent. That's been the biggest story. Or he doesn't have an agent, sorry. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm surprised Iowa State got three votes, and we do. We're, play, we're the least experienced team in the Big 12 right now. We only have eight returners, but we have, I, I believe, solid backups with uh, – or I'm sorry, new starters with Hunter Deckers and and uh, Brock, uh, Jaleel Brock. So I mean, I, I'm I was okay with getting no votes to be honest. I'm glad we got three. Someone still considers us a threat. It will be a big uphill battle for them this year, though. I mean, so you're named Homer Bryant for a reason. Do you do you think they can potentially be a top twenty five team? They they have the opportunity. They, they definitely do. I would say, and especially early on their, their tough games, their toughest game. One of the, I'm sorry, is going to be Iowa on the road, but otherwise a lot of their tough games are going to be played at home. I believe. Oh, well, I know for sure. Oklahoma is at home. So again, that's probably, that is the team that you need to beat. So I mean, Oklahoma, we're playing at home. Baylor is at home. Um, I believe we play at, at, a at Oklahoma State. I think we te- we get Texas at home too, I think. I uh, I can't get the schedule pulled up right now. My computer's a little slow, but we, we have a favorable schedule, but I think that's going to get us to about 7-5 and five this year. I don't think – if we got to 8-4, and four, that would be, well, an improvement from last year, but but over re- – I, I think 7-5 and five is realistic for us. So, uh, I mean, take two is already better than take one. I'm, I'm happy with conversation here. I, I, I'm gonna have to change my name to Humble Brian after this. I don't. I don't like this very much. I, I I'm pretty. To, we need I'm real pretty, football uh, so I can so I can really just talk shit and have facts in front of me rather than speculate and hope for the best. I need to see Hunter De- Deckers throw for like four touchdowns in the first game so my head can be fucking this wide on the screen. <laughs> we need to make you need to get to the point of being intolerant. Come on. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> every um, every show needs that guy. Exactly. So, well, I, I, I'll be on just to transition. If there's one thing I'm going to be intolerant on, it's these fucking voters that that make stupid votes. So, and say so you can see at the bottom here, the number, the first place votes are going to be Bama. Everyone expects they had 54, I think. Ohio State had five first place votes. Georgia had six first place votes. They're one, two, three, and then uh, the last one that got one vote is number 18, Texas, got a first place vote. Clark, you're shaking your head there. You, you, what do you disagree? Longhorns ain't back. <laughs> no, they will never. <laughs> what, a, what an elegant short. No, well, there's the, there's that horns down. Perfect. Um, so I'll, I'll go on my. Well, let's think about here. this as well. I mean, this might be their last good year because after this they go SEC, right? And, and then they're just gonna get their asses kicked every week. So. Well, I would yeah. say they, they've been paying for some players. I mean, SEC Ryan. I mean, they, 
I'll, I'll I'll go on my rant again here. Um, you know, Texas Texas is a brand. That's all they are is a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, we every single year it's the exact same thing. They're they're you know in the top twenty five, sometimes top fifteen, sometimes what, were they top ten last year? I can't remember. But it just yeah. seems like every. Well, yeah, it seems like every year, you know, this Texas is going to be so tough to beat. Everyone, the the Big Twelve is going to have to go through Texas, and every year they flop. So until until uh, they actually show that they have something, you know, that can actually win them games and you know get them to even a Big Twelve championship. I'm not saying you guys need to show up and be in the college football playoffs, but being a Big Twelve championship at least, if you're going to be this good. You know, so it's just the same thing every year until Texas actually shows they're more than just a name, whatever. Car always overrated, always. What uh, I'm trying to think back was it uh, 2006, the last year they were was that it, Vince Young? I'm I had it pulled up just to have it. That was yeah, 2005. Was their thirteen and zero year? They did win the Big Twelve in two thousand nine, when they went eight and zero, and they they actually went. That was the the Colt McCoy year where he got injured early in that national championship game. Okay, but I feel like since then they went way downhill, mm-hmm. just kind of plateaued and hung around that bottom midway point in the Big Twelve. Just they they can't get back yeah. up that. So, I, I agree. Yeah, they, they, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for them to get into the SEC because they're just gonna get murdered. That's it's just a different kind of football. They're gonna get hit murdered. Hey, okay. I, I think it'll be it. all those teams that beat them. That win counts for more. They're an SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's true. I think it's gonna be interesting. That you're gonna you're gonna bring the the Red River rivalry back. You're going to have the Texas A&M rivalry back. You also have really old school uh, Southwest Conference. You have Arkansas and Texas, which is an old school. And then, I mean, Texas, I mean, I think it's going to be every year everyone's going to, all right, we're playing Texas, the loudmouth that, that, you know, they're coming into real football country, and you know, for SEC fans. But I just, you know, we, we mentioned it in the last recording. I just, the, the one thing I hate, you know, just – just prove it. You know, we've heard Texas is back all these years. I'm kind of hearing about – I'm tired of hearing Texas is back until they're competing for the playoffs. Until – like we just said, they haven't won a Big 12 title since, 2000, since 2009. That's 13 years, and you, you aren't competing for the Big 12 title, let alone the SEC or a national championship. I just – I don't know. Just they probably it. don't have anybody from that coaching staff on their team either. I mean, it's a completely different team. Mm-hmm. I agree. Just, just, I don't know, man. Just, just prove it to me. I just, I get tired of the Texas. Let, let's see a couple winning seasons that aren't middle of the pack, Big Twelve. Let you know. Yes, you did get your one first place vote. Pat on the back. You have, you have one first place vote. You also have one win versus Kansas since 2019. So let's win. <laughs> let's beat Kansas this year. Let's get the double-digit wins. Let's do that a couple years, you know, and you'll get to the SEC. And then you can talk about how Texas is back. You, you know, I, I, say, I guess the one thing to – I hate talking good about Oklahoma, but you know who never has to come back is Oklahoma because they're always at the top. 
you know, they're, they're winning the Big 12 championship since, I'm sorry, just we'll do quick math here. Since 2009, since Texas, since Texas last won the Big 12, they have won it uh, eight times. Texas or Oklahoma doesn't have to come back. Texas does. I just, again, you know, and if Texas wins double digit games this year, okay, now, now we're back. You know, now, now, now you can start talking about now we're back in national prominence. Texas is back is, is basically we're back in the big 12 conversation, not even national. I, I get tired of the national conversation. So. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess, Sorry, I guess I, that kind of, kind of leads on you know unless anybody has anything else on this that kind of leads us to our overrated and underrated teams i was just gonna say i'm back in mid-season form on my buy rants here (laughs) (laughs) needed that (laughs) oh shoot you you want me to uh start with the overrated like last time yeah i mean i mean we can just kind of lead into clark and i we both we're both saying texas i'm saying texas it's just for me the the easy pick just because prove it, prove that you are the Texas that everyone thinks you, you were 13 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, prove it to us mm-hmm. before, before you go to the sec and just get hammered by Alabama and Georgia and LSU and Arkansas and maybe even Missouri, who knows, prove it. Okay. I don't know about Missouri, but <laughs> Missouri's just in the back. They're that boxer that always takes a fall, but they get paid by the mob. They're just like, you know what? I'm making my money over here. Just beat the shit out of me for five rounds, and yep. I'll take the dive. Yep. <laughs> so, Clark, you got anything you want to add on how much you hate Texas or just that they suck? Long just hold it down, baby. Oh shit! Well, I would say we'll, I'll, I'll jump to mine, and then we can go over Joey's and, and Trent's here. But you know, as much as I just praise them, we're talking about you know overrated Texas at eighteen. I don't think this team is going to have a bad year, mind you. But I, and I just hyped them up. But I think the most overrated right now is going to be Oklahoma. I, I mean, they're they're rated at number nine, and Oklahoma has all the talent in the world, but you have so many new pieces, you, you know, you're just talking about, you know, the new pieces Texas has. I mean, Oklahoma, they have a new head coach. That's already going to be tough enough as is, you know, learning a whole different philosophy. He's more defensive minded, you know, which they, they need Oklahoma the last few years, they, they've been improving the last couple, but it seems like even with top tier talent, they've always struggled on defense with, with the talent they have, but you have a new head coach, you have a new quarterback, you know, you lost your top two quarterbacks last year, you lost your top two running backs on just overall rushing yards. Um, they lost four of their top five receivers last year. And then, you know, we're not the most, uh, I guess I'd say, diverse group here of podcasters. But we got the Gundy situation, the coaching situation, where he just got fired after being with the school for 23 years. You know, th- there's a little, probably a little bit more nuance to it. But, you know, now you have an off-field distraction as well. So, I don't know, man. That that one, I just think with when you add all of those new pieces, I think they're going to. I, it, they're a big mystery. You know, everyone expects Oklahoma be to be 10, 11, 12 wins. I mean, they they have a lot of new pieces, especially with the new head coach. You know, Lincoln Riley took over Stoops's players, and they skyrocketed. Stoops had them, you know, coasting for twenty years. It'll be interesting to see how Venables. He's had some good recruiting uh, points. 
you know, he, he has, I think, the like, top-rated class in a couple years. But it'll be interesting to see how Venables does this year as his first year as a head coach. Yeah, no, I agree. But who, who do you think uh, is the front runner for the big team? I mean, <laughs> I would probably say front runner for the Big 12. Uh, Aranda for Baylor. I really I really like how he's turned them around. I hate Baylor, but he seems like a likable bo- a guy. Oklahoma State's got some decent experience coming back. Oklahoma as well. I mean, Dark Horse, and as much as I fucking hate it, is going to be how experienced Kansas State is. They are going to be a Dark Horse, but they have to have everything go right. So... I would say, and they have some tough road games. So I, I, I would probably say Baylor and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, I mean, the top three are interchangeable. You could say any one of those combinations, I wouldn't hesitate one minute. Okay. Even with all the trouble Oklahoma's had with the tournament, I still think they're probably at the top. Yeah. Closely contested probably with Oklahoma. Who was on the cusp last year? They were, they were close. So... They're about three feet short of an, of uh, playoff berth. Yep. Uh, were there many changes to Oklahoma State? Did they lose a lot of players or anything? No. I th- give me one second here. I think they returned 13 starters. Give me one second here. Okay. Brian's got the mags, man. He's just got to pull through that stack. I got the – I was exactly – I don't have the conferences, so I'm just kind of like at a glance waiting for the Big 12 to pop up here. Here we go. So, <laughs> Oklahoma State, they have – fuck. How many were starters? Jesus Christ. Guys, keep talking. I'll have it here in two, like two seconds. I mean, well, if, if there's not if there's not many changes, I think I'd probably stick – I'd probably go with Oklahoma State winning the Big 12 this year. Yeah, they, they lost a lot of pieces on defense – they they have a they have a decent amount of people on offense coming back, but they also that Sanders is kind of, he's an athlete, but I don't know if he's going to be. I mean, it, it's same thing with Kansas State. We yeah they have an athlete in Adrian Martinez. I don't know if he's the best quarterback, and I don't know how the turnovers for them. As long as their quarterback plays fine, I mean anyone can compete in the Big Twelve. So yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh... Excuse me. Uh, it's getting a little late for me. Um, <laughs> I was, was, was going to say, uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you know, sometimes defense in the Big Twelve isn't the biggest thing. It's who can score to score sixty fastest. I think defense has been picking up there, and that's again where Oklahoma has struggled. Where you've seen a few new champion, or uh, we just had a new champion last year because they have had defense finally being able to compete with that high-powered offense that they've had. So. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I don't have the list in front of me. I think, if I remember correctly, Trent's overrated was Clemson. Yep, I got it up. Yep, he had Clemson. yeah, Trent's playing Clemson, overrated. which they're ranked number four. So he's he's picking out mm. one of those top teams, uh, calling them out, and then uh, Joey, Joey, he's saying that uh, USC. At number fifteen is overrated, because uh, and that's Pac-12 just track. because he's, a, yeah, that's just because he's afraid of them coming into the Big Ten and dominating. Dude, Big Ten just signed big money. They they got all the money in the world to play with right now. So, yeah, they're CBS, right? I think they were they had they signed deals with CBS, NBC, and Fox. 
Yeah. Okay. Three three hundred and fifty million a year. You have to think that the SEC is going to be going to the table with is it ESPN and going, hey, uh, hey guys, what's uh, what's with the money? We need to do something with the money here. Oh yeah. Try the, the these new contracts. I are say CBS has always been out. SEC. That's what I thought. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I was. I was hoping that the uh, Big Ten or the. Uh, I'm sorry, the Big Twelve was going to be able to compete with some of these like media rights, um, you know, deals. Or I'm sorry, media rights and get kind of that big contract. I, I think it's coming. It, it's just going to really depend on honestly how everything breaks down and really how the Pac-12 stuff breaks down. There really hasn't been any new news in the last you know few weeks, so. I don't know. That, that'll that still be interesting, but I, I personally think Joey picked USC as being overrated just because he spikes the Big 12 or the uh, Pac-12 because that white running back destroyed them in the Rolls Bowl a few years ago, but that's just me. <laughs> hey, you got to find that hate somewhere. Hey, exactly. If there's anyone that knows how to be a hater, it, it, it's definitely me, so I, I can appreciate it. I, I would say it, it could be that Big 10 thing, just you know, knock them down be- before they come into the Big Ten and travel 1,500 miles to play in Lincoln, Nebraska, as their close game. So, Well, how about we share love here? Who, who are you looking at enough respect? Who you I got, think, Brian? I, you know, I, I got to be – I'm back to Homer Bryant here. I think I'm going to go with future Big 12 member Houston. They're, they're at 25 right now. Their coach is still Dana Holgerson, and he – I wouldn't say – He's had a, a couple, I would, you'd say off years because they had De'Ara King and he had the injuries there. But I mean, they're at 25 right now and their schedule is pretty favorable. I mean, they they play Texas Tech. Um, I believe it's, uh, well, it's it's one of the first couple games this year. Texas Tech isn't, I mean, they're bull bound. So, I mean, they, they were over 500 last year. So, I don't know. I, I just think Houston with as many starters, you, you have the advantage of being in a, in a quote-unquote, no offense, lesser league, I would say you do have to still play Cincinnati. You still have to play UCF. You know, you have to play some of these higher teams. It's going to be – but, you know, if there's going to be one thing that does hold them back, even though I'm saying they're underrated, is I believe this is the last year before they go into the Big 12, right? I think so. Yeah, so everyone's going to be out to get get Cincinnati. Everyone's going to be out to get UCF and Houston – I, I just think with the talent that they're going to have returning, I think they have a very good shot at, at, at ending, you know, easily top, top 15. I would say it just, you know, I guess we got to see how Dana holds them together throughout the year. Yeah. So hopefully they can stay healthy and put up some good games. Yes, sir. Who, who do you got underrated? Uh, I feel, I feel like this team is a part of the SEC. Like, you just don't hear it often unless they're kicking some ass that they sh- was predicted not to, and that's Arkansas. Vanderbilt. I feel like oh. I feel like the Razorbacks. <laughs> I feel like the Razorbacks usually come with some surprise. I I don't know <laughs> they they outperformed what they were predicted last year. There, I mean, I I just don't they get much respect. So I'm picking. I think I think they'll finish inside the top ten. Sam Pittman's got him playing very well. I, I was uh, not necessarily for this year. I was looking at highlights just because, like, I'm waiting for college football chomping in the bit, you know, going, like, top highlights from the last few years. 
and I would it got to a point where is do you remember Darren McFadden how amazing he was in college? Yeah. Before before the I'm sorry before the Raiders destroyed him he was amazing in college but <laughs> like I was just watching watching those highlights and he's just it, it looked like Tyreek Hill out there just blowing by the defenses just outright he was amazing you know so. I, I would agree. I, I I mean, they played a lot of tough games. They're playing Alabama toe to toe before Bama does what Bama does, and they and they uh, took over the game. But I, I agree, Arkansas. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if you tell me top ten at the end of the year. I mean, it. They play a game like that where maybe it's a possession or two possessions. That game's entirely different, and they're upsetting. You know, the number one, number two team in the nation going in the stretch so yeah i think i think they're on the cusp so they can contend in the sec so oh and if God. you're contending it, in the sec you got like five or six spots inside the top 10 right so and they actually got a decent off uh out of conference schedule too to be able to show you know kind of show off what they can do i mean cincinnati plays them at so they play at home versus cincinnati so Again, that that might be one of my favorite matchups that week, depending on, I guess, if Iowa or Iowa State's playing. I can't remember September 3rd, but Cincinnati at Arkansas, whoever wins that one, they're going to be on the right projection towards, uh, you know, in the top 25. But they play Bama at home. They play uh, at BYU. I'm trying to see who else they got. Uh, Mississippi at home, and they got Auburn on the road, LSU at home. I mean, they, they got somewhat of a favorable schedule. I, I wouldn't. You know, again, they win those tough ones at home, especially Bama, top 10. I got, I, you know, no question on that one. Yeah. Well, so, looking at uh, Joey, he's, Joey's old playing uh, Mr. Homer over there, picking out Iowa as his underrated team. Mm-hmm. Joey, Joey feels that a team that only plays one side of the ball deserves top 25 treatment, I guess. That's who he's saying that defense makes them top 25 alone. <laughs> no I, I i agree i was shocked i was shocked at some of the teams that were in the top 25 and iowa wasn't especially no offense they're, they're, their offense is terrible but they are returning a lot of their starters that they need and they got a solid running back duo there i i don't really know how they were in the top 25 i mean they're right on the cusp but you know hopefully ference can turn that into some fuel for his guys hey you, you know you're not being appreciated for what you are. You know, Petrus, if you can actually get your head out of your butt and throw, you know, throw a ball like we've seen. I mean, he's there's been highlights of him throwing 70 yard bombs, but are we going to have any Iowa wide receivers that can get that far down the field? Is it, you know, are they going to be able to, you know, apply it in game with Brian Ferentz offense? So I don't know. I hope they can because it, it just makes when Iowa State beats them later, uh, later this year, makes it that much sweeter, you know? <laughs> I was getting too nice about Iowa. You, I, I got to shit on him a little. So, but I don't know. I would say enough about Iowa. Who, who's uh, who's your underrated team, Ryan? Are you going to be homer as well? Uh, I'm, I'm going with the homer pick and saying LSU. Brian Kelly has this program straightened out. Yeah. Um, I was actually just looking at their schedule of the 12 games. I feel like they can probably win 10 of the 12 games that they've got this year. With the exception of uh, Alabama and Auburn, those, you know, they might be able to beat Auburn, but Alabama, I think uh, Nick Saban's too pissed off because he's not getting the recruits he wants because of NIL. So 
I know they're kind of struggling behind others for getting five-star recruits. So Nick Saban's just going to go a whole nother level right now. But yeah, I'm I'm very hopeful for LSU. They're you know they're only what three seasons away now from a person. You know the last two last two years our coaches sounds like Coach O kind of had some things on the side that, that were a little more important than than coaching. Um, we've got a few uh, four star quarterbacks to choose from this year. Nothing has been named yet. No one's been named yet. It's a it's a complete competition. We aren't going by somebody's last name this year for quarterback. So I'm excited. I, I truly believe LSU has a good product. I think they'll be I honestly think they'll be top fifteen by the end of the season. I was just looking at their schedule. I, I would say on top of the the Auburn and uh, Alabama games, which you get Alabama at home. That's absolutely going to be, first off, that's going to be a night game in Death Valley, you know, So and that's yeah. going to be your best chance to beat the best team on your schedule. The yeah. I think the two, you got a very tough October. I would say, it, you know, you get at Auburn, and then, you know, Tennessee is always going to compete, and then you go at Florida, and then you get Ole Miss to, to end the month. And then you're immediately – Alabama, Arkansas. I mean, you've you've got a tough stretch there in the middle, you know. You, and then, you know, you got your UAB and Texas A&M to end it. But I mean, that six game stretch that's going to really make or break how LSU does this season. Yeah, yeah, I feel good about it. I feel good. Uh, like I said besides Auburn and, and Alabama, and, and who knows, maybe they can steal one of those two games, you know, and and get into a maybe they can get into an SEC or a um, championship game. But uh, I feel good about this team. Um, I, I, I'm hopeful for 10 wins, eight or nine. You know, you get them into a bowl game the first, the first season under Brian Kelly. Um, he's, he's had good teams with Notre Dame. I feel like he probably has better recruits at LSU. Granted, Notre Dame probably doesn't have the tough schedule like LSU does. So um, I guess you have to take what you can give on those sides. But, yeah, I feel good about LSU going forward. Uh, I agree. I agree. Clark, any comments on LSU from you, or are you good on that? I'm struggling to show Call me out, Clark. Call me out. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to call you out because they're – you know, you, you talk about LSU kind of being a name. Well, I feel like Notre Dame's just the same way. I feel like Brian Kelly, he's just – I don't know. I, I don't think he brings anything to it, and I think uh, – LSU's maybe a middle of the pack SEC team. Very, Which middle of the pack awesome. SEC still going to put you in the top twenty-five? So sure, they're underrated. <laughs> and that, underrated. It is very possible, especially, especially <laughs> season one, getting his system in there. So it, it is very possible, but um, you know we'll we'll see uh, now, at the end of the year. Which dances, by golly, he's top five. <laughs> That's what matters the most. Come on. You're a Chiefs fan, you know that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see at the end of the season which one of us just looks like a complete stooge by the by the time we're done here. I have a quick I have a feeling just because he's not here to defend himself, it's gonna be Trent. You see who he's got <laughs> underrated? Probably. Yeah, he's looking at those no. old uh badges up there in Wisconsin. No, I'm saying what's so underrated about them? Hell, no. 
<laughs> I would say now that I'm looking at their schedule, their, their first three games are Illinois State, Washington State, New Mexico State. So they, I mean, they start off relatively easy, but then they're playing at Ohio State right after. So, I mean, honestly, looking at their schedule, their toughest games are going to be, at, I would say, at Ohio State in at early or late September. They got at Michigan State, you know, middle of October. Purdue is always going to be a tough game at Iowa late in November. Um, Nebraska late in November, I, I guess, depends on what your opinion of Nebraska is going to be so far. But, I mean, the, I don't know. I, you, you never. They're going to be my second it. most underrated team. Yeah. <laughs> Nebraska is yeah, – same boat. Show me what you can do and then talk about being back. I, I agree, but – I don't know shit. Now, I wanted to talk shit about Trent's underrated pick, but looking at that schedule, I mean, they I, top top Wisconsin always competes. You know, top fifteen, top ten, depending on what the year they have, I wouldn't be shocked. I think right now twenty is appropriate for him, though. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say they're probably placed close to where they'll finish. Um. You know, I guess one team in the top 25 I was going to mention was uh, Cincinnati. They're, gosh, what are they ranked? They're lower 25, right? I think they're 23. They they I think, they, I mean, they lost, they lost a few players. Do you think, uh, do you think they'll be as good as last year or even close enough to be a top 25 team? I, I mean, their biggest ones that they lost were going to be, I mean, offense is going to be Riddler. Defense, I, they lost both of their cornerbacks. Um, yeah, Cincinnati's 22 right now. I think that's appropriate for them. Uh, I, I, again, you know, they got an early matchup with Arkansas. That That's going to be a good indicator on where they are this year. So I I, I, th- I think that that's going to be the biggest test. What, what do they have on offense that's going to replace Riddler? Can their defense without Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, are they even going to be able to compete? Yeah. Yep. Speaking so. of competing. Oh, com- competition, huh? Odds. High spots. High well, spots. I think we've let's we got a couple, there. two people at the top. Both of them belong to the number one, number two teams in the preseason polls. Yep. Old CJ Stroud rounding out the top two spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think, and I'm not uh, I'm not really too uh I'm not really too shocked at the third one here, Caleb Williams at I'd say I put the betting odds of plus seven hundred. That one I mean he's out west, he's probably gonna be one of the biggest, if not only star out there, honestly. Slicing and dicing that easy pack twelve schedule, baby. You gotta keep chipping away at them until they dismantle. Then we'll feel bad for a little bit, but the Big Twelve yeah. might pick up more teams, so I won't feel that bad. No, not not any, one bit. Haven't any really uh, any surprises out of the early high enough for you? Honestly, not really. I mean, we I I had to just uh, I didn't want to put one and not the other, but I mean, right below this, they got uh, Bijan Robinson, who's at plus two thousand for Texas. I would say Stroud and and Bryce Young are going to be. I mean, easy top two now. It's going to, I would say, their schedule is going to dictate. You know, Ohio State's schedule is probably going to be a little easier than Bama's here. 
I mean, I know just off the top of my head, Bama has to play Texas, you know, in the, in, uh, the out-of-conference. So they at least have one, uh, you know, tough out-of-conference. Ohio State, I don't have in front of me. Uh, they always seem to have a little bit of an easier uh, out-of-conference. We're kind of away from the days where Texas at, you know, the the huge matchups, Texas at Ohio State and stuff, it feels like. But, um, you know, B. B John Robinson, Texas, or I'll go down the list a little bit. Will Anderson for Bama, uh, Jackson Smith, uh, oh my God, I can't do, I'm sorry, I can't get the last uh, last name there. Um, the wide receiver who had the huge game versus Utah, he's at uh, Ohio State. So the top two teams have four of the top six, you know, Heisman odds candidates. Then you got a Oklahoma quarterback fill in. I mean, that's just a fill in on who's playing. He's the next odds. And then, uh, it, you know, it from there it's plus 3,500. We really don't need to jump in too much, but. I mean, do you have any favorites on these guys so far? Best quarterback from the best team. That That's my number one. Probably going to be Bryce Young. That's my prediction. I thought you were going to say what Trent just said, Hunter Deckers for Heisman, the number one quarterback and number one team, Iowa State Cyclones. It's nice to see my eye roll. Yes, yes, I see it just <laughs> fine. <laughs> so. So you, I would say, so you really think that that uh, Bryce will be the first one to have two Heisman since Archie? Well, the only other one, uh, Archie Griffin. Yeah, number two, second time ever, going to go back to back for Heisman winner. It's hard to argue against it, dude. Especially with the year he had last year, he's got. I, they don't, you know, they don't rebuild; they reload at Bama. So I mean, I, you know, it's really going to depend on how big moments that uh, Bryce Young has in the, in those big games. And same thing with Stroud. Cause he also, I mean, he was at the ceremony last year. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm curious cause last year, you know, in college, you always kind of get the news story for these guys. Bryce Young, he, he's back again. Mm-hmm. Last year he was like, Hey, you know, I've always just felt like I was at, prove myself dude you had nick saban at your practice middle school okay you've never been the dog you've always been the dog that everybody he's got that dog that's right (laughs) (laughs) no i i do like caleb williams at three not because i think he's an overall great like i don't stroud and, and bryce young are i in my opinion miles ahead of that kid but, I mean, you got to remember, the, the thing that's going to hurt them, one, is going to be West Coast time. That's what's been hurting the big Pac-12 for years. But if he's going to be on the premier team in that league and there, he's the only game that's playing in the afternoon or, or the game, you know, we always talk about Pac-12 after dark, you know, when they're playing. I mean, if he is playing lights out, people are going to tune in at these, you know, 7, 8, 9 o'clock kickoffs specifically to watch Caleb Williams more eyes on you if you have big moments in the big games you know he can jump up there really fucking quick plus you know we talk about brands you know texas nebraska usc why'd they get in the big 10 they're a brand it's not their you know football prowess last few years it's their you know they're a big brand so if you can be the if you can be the head uh head honcho on campus over there big man on campus and you can have those big plays i mean caleb williams can jump right back into that conversation I bet they can't wait to be playing their uh, 9 a.m. kickoffs there at Rutgers, you know? Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. I I was just listening to McAfee talk about this today. 
I mean, when they're when they're doing an 11 a.m. kickoff, like, like the, the example you use Indiana, but any time that's going to be Eastern or Central time, you know, you're waking up at, you know, 5 to 6 a.m. West Coast time to prep for a game in November that's going to be 10, 20 degrees in the brisk cold. Rather, It's not like it doesn't get cold on the West Coast, but, I mean, you have to add in that you're not able to sleep in or your own bed. You have to, you know, on these, these few road games they're going to have, you're waking up so fucking early. I mean, that it's going to be tough for him, dude. Yep. So, why is he in top 10? Joey mentions another, you know, Texas slide having as many in the top 10 odds as Bama. But, you know, again, let, let's watch him play. That week two game will be huge for both of their odds. Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Bijan Robinson. They have a huge game in the game that everyone's going to be watching that weekend. You know, they'll be the front runner until they, they have a slip up. What week do they play Kansas? That's the one I want to watch. <laughs> oh God, dude! I mean, again, that—that's. That, I'm sure Texas fans are getting so fucking tired of hearing that, but it's like, well, well, dude, just beat them, and then you never have to hear it. But somehow, it's a, it's a difficult task for them for some reason. So, Ryan, you got well, any thoughts Ryan, on Heisman? Th- no, uh, no, not. Really. Really, I really don't. You know, college. I said earlier, college football. I'm, I'm just not that in depth about. So if if I were to bet safely, I would probably put Bryce with Clark. But other than that, I, I have no in depth stuff there. I mean, come on, let's uh, money on Stroud. Already took Young. Come on, man. Just kidding. I'm on the money train. Oh, Get us, baby. We're going to town. <laughs> I- I try not to bet anything positive towards Ohio State. I will support you in that that matter. Well, do we want to shift gears into uh, into Boys League? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Football's back. Hall of Fame game. It's happened. It's done. Raiders thump the Jags. I did not watch, but I knew it happened. <laughs> that, that is the perfect – oh, my God. Football is back. Hall of Fame didn't watch the game. I turned it on for – it was – there was 13.50, who gives a shit, you know, in the first quarter. It was raining. It wasn't even Derek Carr. And I was like – I saw Devon, Devontae Adams either drop a ball or miss a route or something. I was like, all right, I got enough of it. Footballs. I know it's back. I don't have to watch it. I just – it's that feeling in your heart that you know that football's it, back. It, I know it's back. It's out there. But by golly, it's hotter than a freaking doobie at a Bob Marley concert out there. Everything's burned up. Like, I'm breaking a sweat walking into work every day. Like, come on. If football's back, so does the weather. Let's go. Yeah. Get it Get it in gear. <laughs> it's been it's, worth uh, it. Give it's, me a nice, cool day. <sighs> Even in South Dakota today, it was 98 when I was outside, which yeah. it makes perfect sense because it's the Sturgis Rally right now. So that's usually when the weather is the worst. But yeah, it's it's August. I'm 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 ready for some 80s. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I, I'm definitely ready for the the long cool days in the fall, making chilly. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've always. 
struggle to get excited during preseason. I just kind of keep my ear to the ground. You know, who's hurt? Hopefully nobody been. Who's, uh, who's using psychedelics to become a better player? Oh, uh, that's Aaron Rodgers. That, that's all Aaron right now. <laughs> but fantasy football drafts coming up. Excited about that. You know, I, I, you just the anticipation, it's a few weeks away. I'm, I'm ready, but we're, it's uh, now. we're going to. We're going to do one live as a group, aren't we? That's what Joey talked about. I believe so. I believe that's what uh, old Uncle Joey's got, got in mind. He's kind of been cooking on, though. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to get that scheduled. And going forward, I guess we're going to be doing this stuff on Monday nights instead of Tuesday nights. Um, I guess we'll talk about season two plans at some other moment. But, yeah, we'll, we'll do that some random Monday night. Yep, and then uh, you know other stuff just happening around the league. We got a little bit, a little bit of league news happening. Uh, Bears linebacker Roquan Smith said, "Get me out of Chicago because you ain't gonna pay me what I'm worth." So mm-hmm. that's happening. Browns still the worst team in the league. They they find up. You know, it's all bad. <laughs> all bad. Kareem yeah, they- Hunt wants out. So I guess on a, a couple things on that on my side of things. So as a Vikings fan, with the the GM that the Bears got, can't remember is it Ryan Poole. The Bears got yeah. him, and I was so hoping the Vikings would. There has not been anything good happen for the Bears this offseason. Like I'm very thankful. The worst thing that's happened with the Vikings is our GM has said, "Well, we don't have one of the superstar quarterbacks," basically, which. You know, you probably should start talking a little bit higher about your your quarterback you're paying $40 million, million a year for. But that's the worst thing. We haven't had any players that are top 10 in the league say, hey, I want out of this place. In fact, the players for the Vikings are really excited with what's going on. So I was I was very upset about – not upset, but I would have preferred Ryan Poole. But that's that's kind of looking looking like a good thing for the Vikings at the moment. We'll see how things go, you know, if we can win any games this year. But the other thing is, you know, Kevin Stefanski was OC for the Vikings, and I'm and I was at one point hoping that we could keep him instead of you know keeping Zim around. Well, now Stefanski looks like he's got a crap situation going on with the Browns that he can't keep in hand. So I don't know. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of. On the on the Vikings GM situation, that comment quarterback. I, I don't know all the context about it. Obviously, people will pull a quote from anything, you know, put it whatever way they want. So I don't know the context, but really, that's the first bad look, first bad thing I've heard out of Vikings camp this off season. Most of it's been really good. Insider saying, "Hey, watch out! They're going to be good." So it, it was basically one of those things where he was talking about blowing up the team to get a quarterback, such as what the Browns did, basically. You know, Browns possibly did it for a quarterback that may never see a down. So but he's just like, you know, we've got we've got a quarterback, but he's not a Tom Brady or a Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers. 
And typically to win a Super Bowl, you need one of these kind of quarterbacks. That was that was basically the gist of it. It wasn't anything terribly harmful. But at the time, it's, you would think they should probably push that you have a quarterback that you can win a Super Bowl with. Instead of your fans thinking, oh, God, already says our quarterback oh. sucks and we don't have a chance. So does he think that uh, old Cuzzy isn't as good as Stafford? Because, I mean, Stafford found new life and went out and got himself Super Bowl. I, I kind of see him and Cousins on the same field as far as league time. Yeah. Experience about the same level and I analysis. So, you know, I don't have to have the, the biggest, youngest Tom Holmes, you know, most talent or most experienced quarterback out there either. So yeah. it can get done. You know, you know the 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 next day he did an interview and, and like Pat McAfee just shit all over him like yeah just it was it was kind of brutal to be honest and I think he probably heard the backlash on it and he kind of you know it was it's one of those deals where you have a GM and a, and a head coach that are brand new and they're going to actually give you raw thoughts instead of political statements like what we've had in the last how many years because the GM and the head coach were in the league for so long. The next day, um, basically just, oh, yeah, we have a quarterback that we're happy with what he's doing and, and you know, we're, we're happy with how this team is going. So basically they got so much backlash to the point of they learned, okay, we need to start having PC. It's not give anything in depth or special that's basically what we've gotten since so are you ready to put money down like trent did so trent put money down for them to win the nfc north i put money down for them to win the super bowl not a lot of money but it was it was it was like it wasn't a lot of money at all i don't know what the current odds are right now actually i'll try to look them up but also that, trying to put down some money. Um, yeah, he's not as big of a say, fan as I am. If apparently he's not big enough fan, and he ain't got the huevos that Ryan's got over there. Yeah, big old. It was more man. like it was. Yeah, they're at plus five thousand. So I think I put like ten dollars on or twenty dollars on for me to win like fifty five hundred dollars or something. So I'm like, you know, I'll 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 throw this money away. It's fine. Um, I also had tr- the funny thing is in South Dakota we have sports betting, but you can't put bets on on voted upon awards. So MVP, um, you can't um, you can't put bets on that. So I had to have Trent do that for me too, and I put ten on Cousins for MVP and Jeff and Jefferson for MVP. Um, Cousins, I think. I win $550. Jefferson and I win like $1,500. So it's like, eh, whatever. We'll throw some money down. That's really weird that you can't, uh, you can't bet on voted odd stuff. I was just going to check Caesars in Iowa real quick, see if they even had those. I mean, I mean, maybe that's, I mean, was it for sure like they just didn't have odds or it didn't let you at all? They didn't at all. I, I, you know, usually I go to the booth so I don't have to talk to people when I'm putting bets in. Um, but uh, it wasn't on there, so I went and talked to the people at the cage, and they're just like, "Yeah, we can't, we can't do anything. The state of South Dakota does not allow voted upon awards." So that's one of those things. I just looked up uh, for the Heisman odds, and you can vote on it. So 
that's weird that South Dakota doesn't allow that. But that and you can't you can't vote on any South Dakota sports either. So like when USD was the USD women were in what were they the Sweet Sixteen? Did they make the Sweet Sixteen? Either way, for the for for the NCAA tournament here, could not put money on them because you can't bet South Dakota sports. We don't want all those corrupt South Dakota gangs, you know, like the mafia back in the day with the Black Sox and shit. We don't want them corrupting the sports. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, all the money the state of South Dakota has. <laughs> yeah, they, they just, uh, you know, they, they don't want to taint that, the, uh, the great image of South Dakota. So I, I can understand where they're coming from, but yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that. It's interesting the Vikings had that bad odds when you consider that their issues last year were two-minute defense, but you're returning a lot of your key offensive uh, people. I know you – didn't you solidify your lines a little bit as well? Right now the center is where we're really concerned at. Um, it sounds like our center is just getting ran over every play. So we, we are trying to have a little competition there. So that's that stinks because Cousins isn't the most mobile quarterback. He doesn't use his feet a lot. Um, mm. um, so hopefully we can get that figured out. But, you know, like our right tackle, O'Neal, I think he went a year and a half without allowing a sack. Um, yeah. Our left tackle, um, Darisaw, he's in the second season, and he's being uh, – um, Compared to what's his, uh, Trent, what's I can't remember his last name or uh, who's the awesome left tackle? He wasn't he Trent Williams? Yeah, Trent Williams. He's being compared to him. So yeah, we we we've got some we've got some line some positivity there. Um, I mean, obviously we have Dalvin Cook. We've got KJ Osborne is our third wide receiver, and he's had I've been reading practice notes, and he's been having better practices than Justin Jefferson. So it's exciting. Um, our tight end, our tight end, who we keep on saying every year is going to be awesome. He's hurt again. Should be back for game one, though. It's still Kyle Rudolph, right? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should have probably signed him. No, Irv Smith Jr., who has a lot of promise if he could stay on the field. Yeah, but the defense is, you know, the defense is apparently what what people have seen in practice is just it's kind of crazy. They, you know, we've gone to a three four. Um, Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith as outside linebackers at times. It's 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 going to be fun to watch. I'm I'm excited for this team. Every year I say the Vikings have a chance, and then they end up having the 31st or 32nd ranked defense, and that kind of ruins their chances. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe if we're middle of the pack, I, I honestly think we'll have a top five offense. I think what what O'Connell and McVeigh did with Stafford, I think they'll do with Cousins. I really do. You had a very legit shot, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's it's just it's just fun watching Kevin O'Connell talk too. Um, he he, you know, you have a little bit younger voice with the team now. It's it's watching him talk. You're excited, like you're just like, okay, we got something new. We got we we aren't playing '80s football anymore. Let's go. You, yeah, you don't have a coach that actively hates or doesn't want to play some players for some arbitrary, stupid fucking reason. Oh, he's a rookie. We 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 drafted him specifically to help the team, but we don't want to play him at all. The, the only time, the only time he played rookies were when they were cornerbacks because he was a cornerback guru, apparently. But I mean, yeah. Stephon Diggs didn't step on the field for five games. Justin Jefferson didn't step on the field for until game three. 
Um, very rarely did he have rookies practicing with the first team. All of our most majority of our rookies um, are seeing first team reps in, in training camp. It's it's just a big difference, a huge difference. So, what will it turn into something? I don't know, but I can only hope. Well, I'm excited for you. Just get by the big bad uh, Aaron Rodgers first. Yeah, and that's always difficult. Now. Luckily, our I think our receiving core is a little bit better than than Green Bay's, but uh, we'll see. Aaron Rodgers can make anybody look good. Got an Iowa State alum at, at wide receiver one, dude. So mm-hmm. he's probably just Super Bowl bound. I don't know. Future Hall of Famer Lazard. I just love absolutely sending that every single time because it's just like ah, eh, he's not going to do anything, and then because other people left the team and he. He's got the prototypical size. It's just always funny. Wide receiver one, first ballot, fucking vote him into Canton. We're, we're done. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the resume already. Oh, fuck. So. You know, I, you know me, I'm, I'm a fan of an NFC North team that's not Green Bay. From the outside, do you guys see Aaron Rodgers taking a step back this year, or is he doing another, having another MVP-like season? Uh, he he lost a huge weapon in, in in Adams, but I mean, how many? To- I mean, other than Adams, name you know so you know every single year because he doesn't he has a bunch of no name wide receivers. I always th- and we Chiefs signed one of the no name wide receivers by the way. But I always think it's funny because like I'm always in the back of my mind. I'm like thinking, is Randall Cobb still there? Because he just makes everyone look that good. So. You know, if Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does, he's going to be able to take Alan Lazard and make him a wide receiver one. It's, I don't know, man. I I think he's he's fucking Tom Brady 2.0 and playing until he's fucking 45, as much as you hate to hear that, because it sounds like he did the interview with PMT and he wants to play at least another two, three, four years, you know. But, you know, if Coach Cock can get him where the Vikes need to be, then maybe his retirement comes sooner, dude. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of Barstool stuff. I, I certainly have not watched or listened to m- m- uh, much PFT stuff, but that was yeah. a very entertaining uh, interview with him. Yeah, they they uh, talked about him doing ayahuasca, which, you know, by the way, we, we mentioned earlier, I was going to chip in. Um, how pissed is Josh Gordon hearing an interview with, uh, you know, you kind of have to bring race into a, a white quarterback face of the league going, yeah, I just take hallucinogens and it's been treating me great. And he's going, fucking how many games have I been suspended? And, you know, for weed, that's legal mo- now mo- legal most states. Then it wasn't. But it's just like, you know, he's just got to be fucking livid hearing that shit. He just needed to go to, was it South America and do that stuff with the, with the natives, man. That's all you have yeah. to do. Peyote with fucking Phil Jackson and all that shit. Yeah, he just got to. <laughs> I would just be furious. Someone else just doing something. That's probably technically worse, and just oh yeah, whatever. It, it's I, uh, whoops. I, I I had to laugh though. All the you know, and it's it's true a lot for Vikings fans too with that interview, where I think it was Big Cat. He's a big Bears fan. Where it's like our highlights are not the Vikings doing anything. It's Green Bay losing. Like that is that's unfortunately what we have to live for every season is when is Aaron Rodgers going to fail? Like last year, their first game against the Saints, they got killed by the Saints because he threw, what, two interceptions that game? I, like, I was just, you know, that's the beginning of the season. It's like, holy crap, this is amazing. This is the Aaron Rodgers I dreamed to see. And then the rest of the season, he's the MVP. Yeah. Where it's just, 
he's a guy that I think him going on Pat McAfee has made him a lot more human to me and has made it so I don't dislike him quite as much. But when he steps on the field, I just, oh, I hate that guy. Like, I just want to see them fail. And it's the same thing every year that they don't fail until the NFC division or championship against the 49ers. Clark, do you ever have anyone like that? You just absolutely hate seeing him come onto the field? Not really. I'd say the, the, the one that I'd say just as a Chiefs fan that always fucking pissed me off. I mean, you could almost just say Colts quarterbacks for a little while because of Andrew Luck, but I fucking just despise Peyton Manning. He ruined that 13-3 and three year. He was just always – he just always, always spoiled everything, and he was just top tier. I fucking just – Hate him, and then he where does he go to the Broncos, our rival, and then he just beats our ass for a few years. They win a Super Bowl. Just he was he was my Aaron Rodgers. I just fucking hated watching him play. So when we beat him that last time we've ever played him, I it brought a lot of joy to me. I think we can agree though that the second year Peyton was in Denver, that was like zombie Peyton Manning. That wasn't that wasn't the real Peyton Manning. Yeah, they they won that they they won that fucking Super Bowl. And then, then you could just tell that def- that defense carried so much fucking weight. And I mean, when, oh, yeah. when you have to you choose, like, huh, do we do zombie Peyton Manning or Brock Osweiler, and you can't figure it out, that's a pretty bad situation. I mean, he was he was throwing ducks all season. There was a whole lot of quacking going on with those balls that were going. Peyton Manning always threw an ugly ball, though. Mm-hmm. Always. Did he? So, yeah. Yeah, no, he he was definitely the guy I hated, and, Not, and he did HGH, but that's I just mean, <laughs> we, Patrick Mahomes throws a prettier spiral behind his back than Peyton Manning ever threw overhand. Okay, so can, can we all agree though? Nobody throws as good of a ball as Tua. Oh, shut nah. the fuck up over there. <laughs> all I know is I saw a clip today. It's Patrick Mahomes. Okay, we saw the clips where he was. Impact toss, and this was a clip yeah. he threw it from behind the back. It was probably like 25 30 off the goalpost. Then he throws one left handed on the goalpost. Like this dude's him from 20, 30 yards, hitting the crossbar of the goalpost with his dominant hand. Like, and he throws it left handed, like same spot. Come on, that's pretty amazing. I, I love Mahomes, but it, I, we, we also have to shit on him a little bit. If I ever see that fucking behind-the-back running back toss broke out in a real game, I'm going to lose my fucking shit because that is the the the, the mamby-pamby, oh, let's do a cutesy play, and then and then that will be returned for a fumble six, <laughs> and we're going to wonder what happened because a fucking we, – we had to get cocky with that shit. I love him. Like you said, he can hit a goal post from fucking 30 yards away behind the back. Do not do it in game for the love of God, please. And let's not see Travis Kelsey throw a touchdown off. again. Like, just, I'm going off. Yeah, I've <laughs> first time I see that in game, baby. Oh yeah. You, you know what? I'm just glad that these are the Chiefs' problems. <laughs> Honestly, we we've had a kind of quiet off season, or, or I'm sorry, quiet, quiet training camp. You know, other than that shit, I, I'm I'm happy these are the problems. I hope that our amazing quarterback doesn't do some one dumb mistake. You know, I'm. Yeah, he'll he'll do it and it work and I'll and I'll be giddy as a schoolgirl, you know. But I just I really don't want to see that in a fucking game, man. 
Um, have there been any notes as far, you know, as regarding the receiving core there with Juju and who's, I can't remember who they got from Green Bay. Quasi. Yeah. Yeah. And Nicole. I mean, yeah. I really haven't heard anything of you, Clark. They're going to be hot. Hot. We got, we got Stash Kelsey back. All right. Magnum PI again. Dude. They're gonna be so good. I so good. I appreciate uh, the in-depth analysis Clark gives there, <laughs> dude. So uh, picky was um, wide receiver. I the thigh more. Yeah. They love him. He's got amazing hands. He's in Patrick Mahomes' pocket, just watching everything Mahomes is doing. A lot with him uh, down in. He got drafted. Like the the dude wants to learn, wants to learn fast, wants to get out there, wants to perform. So watch out for Sky Moore. Um, they're gonna be good. Yeah, running back. Ju- Juju the monster. Very well. They've been doing very. That defense. Uh, you talked about Cook. He's doing great. Uh, their first pick, McDuffie, has been tearing it up. They got another one, Williams. He's been doing very well. Uh, they traded, got that, Justin Was that Dalvin Cook's brother? Uh, no, Dalvin Cook's brother. Uh, I'm talking about run, uh, the defensive back, Cook. Oh, The okay. running back, he he went to the Bills. Running back went to the Bills. So, mm-hmm. um, no, they're going to look good. They got a, a young new defense. Frank Clark came back. He had a heart-to-heart with Andy Reid. He trimmed down, come back to camp. Been mentoring uh, the young guys, Karloftis. Uh, yep. Spent a lot of time going over stuff with him. Um, they just signed a, another defensive end. Uh, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Maybe you can help me out, Brian. Uh, hold on. But, but uh, who, who are we talking about? Uh, well, I was just saying, I, I love that. Just... Defensive end, who? Sorry. Oh, they Carl signed a defensive end. Yeah, Dunlop. So Frank Clark, Dunlop, they've been spending lots of uh, Carlophagus, as Travis Kelsey likes to call him, uh, after practice, putting in extra reps, just mentoring the young guy. Um, it's going to be good. Can't- yeah, Clark, Clark, I think he's got the right mindset. He he really restructured his contract to be team-friendly, incentive-based. So hopefully we're going to see what we expected from Frank Clark when we first signed him this year. Um, Travis Kelsey looks like a dickhead sheriff that's going to give you a ticket no matter what. Um, if he pulls you <laughs> over, um, I don't know. I, I, guys I think, like I said, I, what's that? Do, do you guys see Kelsey starting to go down too now that he's getting what is he 32 now? Yes, or do you think he's still a top number one in the league? He'll be number one again this year. Think so? Yeah, I'm saying I'm barring an injury or barring that. I I think the three wide top three wide receivers are going to be able to hold enough pressure where they can't just double him, you know. And then, but then you still have this, you know, six six, you know, this outmatched tight end to linebackers and cornerbacks. So unless you know you get to a Gronk where you're just too slow or injured, and even when he was, he was still the best tight end, you know, playing at that point. You know, unless injuries start kicking in, I, I mean. I think it's we're still a few year a few years out. Okay. Yep. And then on the uh, the front side of the ball, 
Chiefs have the best freaking offensive line in the league. Got Creed Humphrey coming back. Dude's an animal. It's got amazing flow. The locks are flowing, baby. And then uh, Orlando Brown Jr., he has come to camp. He was holding out, looking to get a bigger deal. He, I think they put the franchise. was wanting to sign a new deal. Um, so he was holding out, but he came back, yes. did not miss any practices with pads. Um, so as soon as day one pads came out, he was there. They said he's looking like he's trimmed down. So he's a little quicker on his feet, looking to have brown. So hopefully everybody can stay healthy up front and be an amazing year. I, I do think the juxtaposition of him holding out and then the first day come back, he's like, I just want to sign with the Chiefs long term. It's like, they offered it, man. Like, I don't know. What you, I, I get it. You know, he he wants to be – I just get worried because when, when, a, when a – not necessarily just him, but when you have, like, certain players that are, I want to be the top paid in the league – and they want to set not not just like okay I want to he's making fifteen million I want to make fifteen five I just want to be slightly above. Sometimes you you have these players that are going to reset a market and you just don't want to you just don't want to start that precedent. So I I don't know I I hope this pays off franchising this year and we'll be able to get him long term like he wants to and you know play for have a good quarterback behind him for who he's blocking for. But yeah, it, I just always think think it's funny the I want to be here long term, but I'm not going to sign that deal. You know. So here, yeah, I mean, contracts there, but I feel like he's come back with the right mindset, came back in the right physical shape for sure to get it done. So, yep. So, so just to just to add to that, um, you know, this is kind of the season where Justin Jefferson will probably get a, a new deal next year, um, and and that could potentially just be a catastrophic number for the Vikings because we have not been good with our salary cap. Well, as well, two weeks ago, Justin Jefferson said something like, uh, money's not that important to me. Well, <laughs> we'll see next year. <laughs> we'll see just how important money is next year. Where yeah, it's like, I'm you know, just... yeah, where, where you have fans just like, oh my gosh, we drafted the perfect guy. He's possibly the best receiver in the league, and he's not greedy. He doesn't want to be paid like a top receiver. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's hold on till next year and see what he says. I mean, get that kind of uh, players whenever you, you throw them a whole extra million here and there because that's always been Travis. Like, I love the Chiefs. I love doing it. Here I am. Let's let's do it. Like, he's never worried about the money. And then just this, like, early, I think the Chiefs gave him, like, a $2 million or a few million dollar bonus or something just to improve his salary for the year because there's a lot of talk about him being extremely underpaid as a tight end. Yeah. And such a big, you know, pay well, going crazy. So they're like, oh, Travis Kelsey's underpaid. Well, the Chiefs, Chiefs gave him some money. So don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Well, and so does, you know, kind of with Devontae Adams, he didn't, he didn't take his highest possible pay. He would have gotten that with Green Bay, but the amount he got at the Raiders is still just astronomical. So I guess he didn't. He didn't take. He didn't take a contract for the money. But then you have uh, what's his name that went to, to. You have Hill who went to Miami, and instead of yeah. playing for you know a top three quarterback in the league, now he's playing with Tua, which apparently he's the most accurate passer in the history of of ball sports. I don't know, but 
and he takes an astronomical amount of money, the most money he could potentially make. So it's like, you know, you got to hope Jefferson is the guy that wants that's wants to stay in Minnesota and potentially take a little less money to try to be more team friendly. Um, really, we've only seen Tom Brady be that guy. Tom Brady could have made so much more money in his in his career than he than he did. So it'll be interesting next year. There's he, you know, Jefferson's I'll be curious what he makes. Yeah, I mean, with, with these contracts, like you said, oh, you know, Hill was even with the whole podcast bullshit he was talking about. Oh, you know, the you know, the you know, he's talking about oh, you know, it wasn't all about the money and blah blah all this, dude. You got no stadium tax in Florida. You just want to get paid. You want to have that generational wealth. I get it. And, and as a wide receiver, especially an aging one, you need to make that money. And and with Justin Jefferson, you know. This is going to be his first big contract. He's got to get it now because, you, I mean, how, when are you potentially going to have, a de, you know, any player, just a devastating injury, and that might be your last big contract and your, go, your journeyman after that, you know? I don't I, – I just – I don't know. I, I understand where they are about, you, you know, they need to make their money early, but like like you said, oh, I don't need to make – yeah, wait until you're at the negotiating table and, and throw that out to the Vikings and see if they, you, you know, have, have be real honorable instead going – well, we can save a few million bucks and sign players around you. Is that what you want? Or do you want the big dollars? You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, there, there's people who kind of did that going to Tampa to play with Brady the first year, which the vet, you know, there were the veterans who wanted to win the championship before they retired, who have already made their money. So you, you, you've seen that a little bit, but for the most part, it's I'm going where the money is. I don't care about the championship. Where, where am I able to get the nicest cars from? Yep. No, so well, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, you know how much we miss fucking football. We're talking about speculation on contracts next year. We just need <laughs> fucking contact football to play. Holy shit! Yes. Are Are there any even good preseason games? Like, are, I know we mentioned all teams are playing, but is there any ones that we're even going to watch? Or is it just kind of like we just know it's on, and in and in a couple weeks, it's going to be the real stuff. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I mean, Ryan. The, the, I know it, I know it's happening. I ain't yep. watching. Yeah, I mean this this weekend the Vikings are playing the Raiders, so I'll probably tune into that just because hey, it's football, it's Vikings football. But at the same time, you know, you you you're probably, your starters will they even play a quarter this first preseason game? I kind of doubt it. Um, yeah. Also with the Vikings, you're not going to see their real offense this preseason. They're not going to be. We they had a situation where the first training camp practice, everyone was recording plays and putting them on Twitter. And Coach Cock had to put a, a big board up the next day saying, do not record what's going on. Don't let the other teams know what's happening. So, yeah. I mean, we won't see what the real Vikings team will be this weekend. But, you know, just just to get a little – get my blood pumping a little bit, I'll probably watch. Mm-hmm. I agree. Get, get some red and gold going – or red and yellow going on this season before the Chiefs. Just let, let me know. A few weeks it's going to be ready, so – I don't know, man. That that's what I'm pumped for. We, we, you know, I think we should probably wrap it up. We're talking about contracts and all this shit. We're just ready for the real, real thing. Finally, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's wrap it up. Um, we'll we'll have to talk off screen here, but we'll we'll probably put on all of our socials what we're you know when we plan on starting season two up with everything. Yep. I know we we're uh, like I said earlier, we're going to be doing Monday nights, so we'll probably be following along in the Monday night game while talking about what happened the. Prior week um 
Bryant, I, I, I messaged you. I don't know if you plan on doing like a college football thing to really go deep in, um, but we're, we're looking on, on more content this year, that's for sure. I, I think so, and, and also, you know, kind of this one was a mishmash. This was just football. This is back in our element. But, you know, I think we're going to get a little more concentrated 20-minute episodes on golf and, you know, a yeah. quick 30-minute on anything college football that might come up during the week and later in the week because how often were we doing our NFL bets last year and the odds fucking got skewed so much from Tuesday going into a Sunday game, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I've got ideas for short episodes for golf to, you know, get, get Trent and Kevin on there again and try to just be more, more than just uh let's preview tournaments. We're going to have actual talk about golf and, and the things that go on, you know, your daily golf life, I guess. Um, so we're, we're going to be those, we're going to be those guys. Um, and those will be short episodes, make it easier to swallow a little bit instead of these hour and a half episodes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to do a sports betting one that will be recorded late Thursday night or, or Friday night for Saturday. Um, just uh, trying to do basically a road to 272, um, trying to bet, put a bet on every every single game this year, every single NFL game this season. So whether it's over, under, spread, um, money line, try to get something out there and, and, and get some money. Well, if you want me to kick your ass, you just invite me over to that, okay? Yeah, we can have we can have a total a total season. Uh, you know, we can have our best bets for the main pod. You know, like we did last year. But if you yeah. want to, if you want to jump in the road to two seventy two with me, I know Joey plans on doing it. I'm not sure if Clark is or not. Um, but yeah, if you want to jump in with that, that's... be live till mid season probably. I got gotcha. you. Um, but yeah, I, I and and we won't be able to do Thursday night's games. I'll have to just tweet that out. Um, so I will, I will tweet those out, but the rest of the games for the weekend, we'll definitely chat about. Cool. So, well, and, and anyone that does, you know, if all, if any of that does pique your interest, you know, just for our socials, make sure if you've been watching on YouTube, obviously you can see it scrolling the bottom the whole time, but you know, for Instagram and Twitter, it's going to be at heartland pulse. And then for Facebook and YouTube, just look up pulse, the heartland, like subscribe, you know, click the bell. So it lets you know when we do go live, we try and, we always try and give a time, and we're about 20 to 30 minutes late, whether it's just us running late or technical difficulties. So when we tell you time, plan 30 minutes later. If anything, you'll get through the, the mishmash of the beginning. We'll be in our flow. So Yes, yes. And I plan on just, you know, going down to South America and make myself a better podcaster before Season 2 starts. All right. Well, tell Aaron <laughs> Rogers to say hi, okay? All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you.